Hi. Before we get to the show, I want to mention two things. One, the introduction was cut this morning. Something about the audio, it happens. I apologize if you're listening live. If you didn't, I'm not really going to know the difference, except something might be missing. We start with the weather, and we go from there. Everything else should be good. Okay. Two, I later mentioned in the show that we're going to have a Thursday show. Not quite. Giving it a couple weeks, just in case somebody wants that 9 a.m. slot on Thursdays. I will let you guys know immediately if we get that slot secured, but I might find something to post on Thursdays. We'll figure that out. I'll let you guys know on our Twitter, unbearable underscore pod. Go follow that if you haven't. I'll post it there. I'll post it on my personal accounts. The guys will post it. Everybody that knows will post it. You'll be the first, second, third, or 50th to know. I promise. Anyway, that's all we got to say. I'll see you guys next Tuesday live, but for now, Enjoy the show. And, you know, the previous games this weekend. So, Big Drake, real quick, just that way we don't miss the important stuff you've got to say. Go ahead with the weather real quick. All right, guys. So, every morning at the beginning of the show, I'm going to be giving a little weather report. Uh, So, today we've got a chilly morning, and it's not going to get a whole lot warmer throughout the day. The high is only going to be 44 degrees. Uh, We've got, you know, some thin cloud cover this morning, but it's only going to get stronger throughout the day. Uh, Expect a light drizzle starting around noon to one, and then after that it's going to keep raining a little bit heavier throughout the day. Uh, In the early morning hours, we've got a chance for snow, so that's something to look forward to. Thanks for listening. Hopefully that snow. Yeah. Hopefully that snow doesn't, yeah. Well. Oh, no, no, we do want to go to class. Yeah, we want to go to class. Yeah, nobody nobody wants to miss school. I I just want a light little dusting, make everything look nice. Well, yeah, but but, but at the same time, at like, the same time, all three of us and we want to go to class. Yeah, right? everybody wants to be an academic weapon. Nobody right. nobody wants to miss class for any any reason whatsoever. Right. Well, I didn't say I wanted to miss class. I just said I wanted to see some snow. Big Jake, I'm all about snow, but you know I'm gonna be upset if I if I can't go to class. That's the point I want to get across is the fact that, you know, being myself, you know, a major academic weapon with at least over a two point GPA. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, Paging this class. Yeah. You need to go to class. Yeah. I do need to go to class. Uh, Yeah, a little extra. I'll zoom in if I have to. We've been there before. But, no, I'm all about the snow. I mean, if we can get about eight feet, maybe, I wouldn't be mad. I think we have class for this semester. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's about a week. Uh, Big Drake, I mean, being in environmental. Yes, environmental science. You don't have to mute yourself every time. Keep it alive. We want to hear you talk, Big Drake. We barely hear you talk at the edge. We want to hear you talk on here. You know what I'm saying? You're an interesting guy. You've got stuff to say. Um, But being in that, I'd assume naturally you're very interested in snow and its 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 effects. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, who doesn't who doesn't enjoy snow? I don't know anybody who doesn't. Well, well, you were kind of against it there for a minute. Only because I love school that much, but. But I will say, I love snow. One, because the first time I saw it was whenever I moved up here to Oklahoma and whatnot. And now, it wasn't a lot. I'm not, you know, I'm glad we got some. But I really want to see, like, a good, like, four feet maybe at some point. Uh, If I'll ever see that, I'm not sure. I think you'll have to go further north to see that. Yeah, well, I'm probably too lazy and I can't afford to go on vacation. So we'll see what happens there. But, I mean, you guys... Being from Arkansas, I'm assuming you've guys seen some snow before. Yeah, well, we get more like 
ice. Like usually, like our bad like winter storms are like ice storms, which are never fun because you know you don't get to like go outside and mess with the snow. You usually just go outside. Yeah, I was about to say. I remember. I remember whenever. Uh, what was it? Last year, yeah, a like year or two, year. whenever yeah. <laughs> we're we're working out in the. Uh, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, I mean, all of us are. We've played at UCA. If we don't know what Big Drake's doing, he's still playing. You know, Riyadh's still there right now. But Riyadh's, you, I mean, you're gone after. I mean, you gotta, you gotta leave. Well, we're we're gonna see. I mean, I'm coming off an injury, so we're gonna see how I kind of rehab with that. But the plan is to uh, come back from that. But we'll just kind of see how it goes. Obviously, if I'm not, if I don't feel comfortable playing, then I'll call it off. But I mean, I'm still early in the rehab process, so we'll kind of see. Yeah, I get it. I mean, all three of us in here have been injured in some way. We've got fragile glass legs, and Rio just got an entirely glass body, yeah. freshly made glass Basically too. Iron Man, not <laughs> the cool stuff. Yeah, <laughs> just it's on the inside keeping them together yeah. instead of the outside protecting them and flying around. Right. Big Drake's knees are just, I mean, <laughs> melted plastic at this point. Yeah, I uh, I can't quite run without dislocating a knee. So, Big Drake, go ahead and. Uh, well, you've said dislocated knee, but explain your injuries so far. Yeah, so I had two almost identical uh, knee injuries. I uh, dislocated my patella, so I slid my kneecap to the side of my leg, uh, tore some ligaments, chipped some bones, and both knees almost identically. Uh, so with me, I've had the past two seasons, two season-ending surgeries, Uh the season before this one tore my meniscus, which is usually not that bad, but ended up playing on it for four weeks, made it a big mess. So ended up removing a bunch of the cartilage and whatnot. So that took a while to come back from. And then this past season, uh, broke my fibula, which usually isn't too bad, but then shredded everything in my ankle as well. So it's kind of all being held together by a rope and some plates. The x-rays are pretty gnarly if you look at them, but well, yeah, it's never... You, you can't really look on radio, but... Yeah, well... It's all right. Yeah, but anyways, like... I don't know. I wish it was a little simpler, but I got the cool, complicated one, so that's always fun to talk about. Yeah, you always, anytime you do get hurt, you want to be able to talk about it and be like, yeah, I did this to myself or whatever. Uh, mine, you know, second game of the season, sophomore year, I'm there, you know what I'm saying? Yep. I'm, I'm on the field a little bit, I'm getting some playing time. Second game, my knee just goes, see ya. Blow, blow it out, ACL's shredded, MCL's got a slight tear in it. Um, I mean, I'm out for until the next year, six, nine months. I'm rehabbing my butt off. Other stuff happens I can't control, and uh, I retire. Uh, Jake Matters, who will be on in a moment, he retires because, you know, he's smart and he's graduating super early, but, you know, not everybody can be that smart. We'll have Jake Matters brag about himself when he gets on here. Basically, Tony Stark. Yeah, basically Tony Stark, except for, well, really nothing. He's got it all. He's got the facial hair. He's got the, uh, he's got the Playboy qualities. But in an instance of just complete charisma, he's got the Tony Stark charisma, the Riz. And he'll probably end up having the cars at some point, too, with how smart he is. And, oh, he's already got the suits. Yeah. He's, he's probably about halfway there with... Suits, cars, yachts, helicopters. Oh, you guys don't have your own personal yacht? Yeah. Says Jake Metters. But um, Jake probably be on about nine. Actually, 
actually here in a couple of minutes. Big Drake, when are you when are you gonna leave? Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be heading out in uh, probably two three minutes. I have a 9:25 class every Tuesday and Thursday, so you won't hear a whole lot from me, but I'll I'll be on for the first part of the show every Tuesday and Thursday. We hear we hear like to me that's not enough. You need to drop out of that class. You already missed the deadline. I'll, I'll I'll talk to my professor. Yeah, I'll be see like, if we can work something. Like, out. is there any way I could just like virtually take this or not take it at all? You know what I'm saying? Can, can I come in uh, during office hours and get the whole lecture? Yeah, yeah. Take time out of your day to accommodate me. Uh, that's the only way we can do it. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and take a break. It'll be about a minute, a uh, minute thirty, and uh, we'll get Drake to class because, as I said, all all three of us now four of us with big uh with jake coming in pure academic weapons we don't want to miss class we want to be there so drake avery's going to be there thank you for your weather report thank you for your injury report and we'll see you thursday nine in the morning and we're back and now we've got the lovely jake metters in here jake go ahead and say hello hello everyone jake uh just got here a little late filling in for jake from now on he had some uh personal stuff he had to he had to take care of early in the morning office hours right yeah office hours he had to he had to study for a test at the end of the semester go ahead and get those hours in excruciating test (laughs) yeah that was um jake go ahead and tell us where you're from if you want to brag about yourself since you know your high school is probably the greatest in arkansas or something like that like Uh, small division stuff jake metters i'm from Bryan, arkansas so just south of little rock um Despite what these guys have been saying about me, uh, I really don't want to talk about myself that much. They act like I would just love to come on here and talk for 30 minutes about me. Yeah, my, uh, mis- my mistake. <laughs> th- we, uh, yeah, I just don't know you or something. We, um, I heard them talking about injuries, and I was lucky enough to my whole career never sustain like, a terrible injury like that. Yeah, the only, the only one to come out unscathed. Yep. So he gets, he gets to retire with... A completely normal body, while the rest of us are permanently crippled by the deadly sport of football, which I'm not complaining, because one, I've got a huge scar on my left knee. I love to talk about, if anybody asks. Um, so, moving on to the most important stuff of the day, the NFL. Uh, coming on to the end of the season, we had divisionals this past weekend. Coming up on the NFC and AFC conference champs who will now be the Philadelphia Eagles, which is my team. Yeah, they, <laughs> they hate us because they ain't us. But, uh, yeah, I was going to do the uh, um, the interview quote, if anybody's seen that, but foul, foul language, I I guess. You know what I'm talking about, Rio. Don't make that face. But uh, Philadelphia, they're going against the San Francisco 49ers which is my brother's team, but he's not here, so... Shout out Brody. Yeah, shout out Brody. We don't care about his opinion. We just care about his favorite team. On the AFC side, you've got Joe Shiesty and the Bengals and Cincinnati going up against the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick uh, Kermit Mahomes. Uh, we'll We'll see about those games. We'll talk about those later. Right now, I'm... Uh, it's been, it's been, I mean, after week 18, and even earlier in the weeks, uh, this kind of happened. We're going to get on a topic called the coaching conundrum, 
We're just going to talk about, I mean, all, all the all the craziness that's been happening in the front front offices and head honchos making big business decisions when it comes to their teams. Had a lot of teams, um, a lot of teams not 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 happy with their head coaching staff. Uh, for example, I don't know who the first was. Was it Matt Rule? I believe. Yeah, he got the Panthers week three or four of the season. Like October, he got fired from the Panthers. Uh, yeah, for him, he got like his whole fully guaranteed contract. Right. Oh, in a lump sum. Oh yeah. Like that. Um, yeah. So he's he's all right. Same thing happened to uh, uh, Cliff Cliff Kingsbury yeah. when he got fired. I mean, I think it was like six months prior to that, and they they extended his contract through like 2027 yeah it was the beginning of the season yeah so i mean he's gonna be really struggling for a job there he's gonna be he's gonna be looking in the uh the newspaper for that did you did y'all see where he apparently he was like in a foreign country in or something, thailand and I they think. started calling him about oc jobs and he's like no thanks yeah he's chilling in thailand. yeah a nice buyout <laughs> uh yeah he's definitely gonna take a year or two off i'd assume he, he got fired beginning of this year but I mean, you kind of see why when you look at it. He's got four, four seasons. He went twenty-eight, thirty-seven, and one. So, not very good. And if you take off that, you know, crazy seven zero start they had last year, he's twenty-one, thirty-seven, and one. So as, so you own picture. Put this. Put this. Uh, pic, picture this. <laughs> you are the owner. You're the head honcho. You're the top of the top of the top when it comes to the Arizona Cardinals, and your coach in four seasons goes, you know, twenty-eight, thirty-seven, and one. What are you feeling? Uh, and I think what's really bad about that is they haven't lacked talent. They traded for DeAndre Hopkins. They've had Chandler Jones. They got J.J. Watt, Kyler Murray. Like they've had guys. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand how. If you get on the Panthers, like I. I do think that's somewhat on the talent because they had Chris McCaffrey, and outside of that, they really haven't had a quarterback the last few years. Yeah, they had one good quarterback for one and a half seasons. Right, but outside of them, like really the the Cardinals, they've had talent. It's more said so they haven't been able to produce, which I think is it, it looks worse to me than the Panthers just because I do think they started that one season like ten and zero or. Nine and seven, seven and zero. I seven thought. And 0, yeah. yeah, I guess that was like last year. So yeah, the beginning of last year. I think they had really high, high expectations going into this season. And I mean, when you've got okay, besides Kyler Murray being like four feet tall, I mean, he's a when he gets out of the pocket, you know, he can move around. Right. But and and you know, you mentioned their defense, whatnot. Like, how do you go? How do you? How are you that bad? And plus, they got DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, and they got a bunch of veteran guys. I mean, A.J. Green, they signed him like yeah. two years ago, and obviously he's not what he was like in the early 2010s, but still like, nobody's, a veteran. Nobody's expecting him to be. Right, but We're not asking that. Veteran presence, so I don't know. I think, they, I think what they really messed up on was uh, trading Christian Kirk. Yeah. They traded him to the Jags. Yeah. He's been doing good, but I just yeah. think he was kind of like a – obviously, D-Hop's their star, but I think he kind of took a lot off it. DeAndre Hopkins, despite, you know, DeAndre Hopkins still gets as much attention as possible, but I feel like he took a lot of the focus defensively off of D-Hop, so I think that kind of hurt him too. And uh, I think we're probably going to get into this whenever we, like, go over the games, but I think the Jaguars are what the Cardinals wanted to be. Like, you look at the Jaguars roster, it's basically a college roster. Like, they don't really have, like, obviously Trevor Lawrence is pretty 
talented, but uh, they don't really have like a guy on offense. Like they don't have like that one guy that's just. Like, uh, ETN's pretty good. No, they're good. But I'm saying ETN it's, like, it's a collection a, of like mismatch and, and, and talent. Yeah, which I think the, is yeah. what the Cardinals want. Yeah, they, they got to get like DeAndre Hopkins. Or, like, but the thing is, the thing is, you look at. I feel like. I feel like the um, Cardinals are kind of trying to do like a Lakers thing, bring in big name right, stars to make is, this team good. Right. I mean, you see obviously how well that's worked for the Lakers. Right. I mean, they've won championships and you know a lot of games since then. But at the same time, you look at, I mean, what we were saying about the Jags. Right. Besides Trevor it's, Lawrence, Etn, and but it's just basically like a, I mean, it's like every college system you see where you just have some guys are going off some games and some guys aren't. It's just like a collection of mismatches, yeah. which. What the Cardinals needed under Cliff Kingsbury, but I think they just because they even ha- I mean, half their roster has been traded from whenever he first got there, like Chase Edmonds, Christian yeah. Kirk, guys like that, and they brought in old veteran guys, like big name guys, and I think that's kind of where they messed up is trading yeah. for think, older veterans instead of like young explosive talent. I think that's though like kind of where you can put it on coaching a little bit because I would argue beginning of the year like everyone would have placed the Cardinals above the Jags. Oh, hundred percent. And the Jags. Oh, yeah. Have like well, I mean, Doug Doug Gardner. Peterson is exactly. an, an incredible coach. Yeah, right. I mean he. I mean, one he, Eagles fan over there. Well, okay. Yeah. Yes, he got us our first Big Super Bowl. <laughs> he got it after the Super Bowl. Carson Wentz, who had an incredible MVP-like season, and I un- forgot how to throw. he he got injured and he yeah. came back. He was never the same. He was never the same. We put all of our we put all of our chips on Carson Wentz to come back from that injury. And play the way he did. He did not. And we got rid of him. Now we've got Nick Sirianni, who's... I don't know. He's a dog. Like, Nick Sirianni's that guy. Their, their attitude is, like, scary. Like, you watch those guys on the sideline, Nick Sirianni's just, like... Oh, are you, are you... Yeah, like, yeah, are you talking about whenever he's down there at the end zone? He's like, I know He's like, yeah, 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 I know yeah. A little, uh, little word in there we are not allowed player, to say. You definitely, like, feed off that. So, oh, and you can see it. We'll get on the Eagles yeah. uh, in a moment because that's my team. But uh, back to the coaching conundrum. For any uh, organization that's struggling, there's a name kind of rolling around out there who he's got a Super Bowl under his belt, Sean Payton. Uh, he's been kind of rolling around. And uh, last Tuesday, uh, he was in New York to interview with David Pepper, the owner of the Panthers. Could we see that happening? I've seen a lot of places think that he might go to the, um, like a Titans kind of place or um, uh, the Raiders. A lot of people saying he could go there, and then there's a small itty bitty rumor that that old Tom Brady might go to the Raiders if Sean Payton goes there. But I highly doubt that. I think, but Brady could go anyways because yeah, uh, Josh McDaniels. Yeah, Josh. McDaniels. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, his old OC. Old OC. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think they, if you think if you look at all the weapons they have, like right. oh, they've got guys. if you plug Brady, I yeah. mean, but I just Darren Wall. I'm, a, I'm a huge bro. Brady fan. Yeah, guy, big Patriots like, guy over there. But like he, I think he, you know, didn't perform as well this year. But still, you plug him in. <sighs> okay, I mean, you've people people are like, oh, he just didn't play good. He's old, one nine. There's a lot of outside, like personal factors. He also that threw in. for like he was like third most yards in the league. Yeah, like statistically wise, he still performed, but his team just, I mean, they just didn't. They were awful. Did you guys see the, they released it like in the past few days where they had like the mic'd up at the week 14 matchup with the 49ers and they're down early, like I think maybe like 17 to seven. 
and like Tom Brady at 45 is sitting there trying to motivate his team, and his team's just like dead. Yeah, and like he tells him to rip off the mic. Yeah, towards the end of the game. There's only so much he can do. I mean, at the same time, like you've got such you got a a leader like Tom Brady, and not even like a leader like uh I mean Patrick Mahomes is a leader, uh Jalen Hurts is a leader, but you've got Tom Brady as your quarterback and as your your leader. Like, how do you not do everything you can for that that ancient old man to to win some games, and well, you, and you lose in the first round? Well, I think a lot of those guys are younger, and you kind of come off that high of a Super Bowl. You still got Mike Evans, right? But I mean, you come off the high of a Super Bowl. All, all those guys got paid. They all recently, they all did get like, paid. <laughs> you know, like at some point, it's kind of like. There's some complacency because you kind of have everything. That and that's why, and I've had this, you know, conversation before with people um, that I feel like professional athletes get paid a little bit too much. Now, I understand it's a dangerous game. All sports, you know, I've played sports. And now I'm not at a professional level, but, I, you know, collegially-wise, it's hard. It's a, it's a full-time commitment, and they should get paid a lot. But, I mean, some of these contracts that they're signing, and not, not even just football – it's kind of insane, well, and for them to like you were talking about get comfortable with their yeah. con- and not, and maybe not play as well because of like I got my money, I got nothing to worry about. That's what that's why I think you know. All right, let's uh, cut that check in half maybe. That is a cruddy aspect, but if you look at like revenue numbers, if anything, yeah, you could argue that they're un- underpaid. Just yeah, 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 yeah. This is like a multi-billion-dollar industry, so yeah. it's like. And I saw with the Demar Hamlin thing. Yeah. You know, you know, really glad he made a recovery and whatnot. That was insane. Really makes you think back of every hit you've ever made and right. every tackle you've ever made. Yeah. But uh, I saw there where people were kind of questioning, you know, early on in his uh, recovery if the, if he was going to play again. Right. And they were like, you know, maybe a case like Hamlin, like his contract should be guaranteed. I think most all – I mean, most all basketball contracts have been guaranteed. Like you have a significant portion of it's guaranteed and then you have a small incentive base. I think football is the sport that should get that just because – One is just so – There's no – there's the – it's hard to stay on top just because it's yeah. just like a physically demanding game, and the yeah. chance you get injured is like tenfold what it is in basketball. So uh, any ga- any sport, so any I, other sport, rather than having these like super high incentive based contracts, like you'll see a guy who like signed for thirty million dollars a year as a quarterback, but he'll end up making like ten or fifteen just because it's all like uh, incentive based. So I'd like to see more guaranteed contracts. I think Kirk Cousins was like the first one where he signed his like fully guaranteed. Yeah. So. Uh. No, I completely agree, but like, yeah. I mean, I guess you're right with revenue-wise. Like, you just put my argument to shame, and I'll just you know never speak my opinions nah. again on contract stuff. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I was that's what I was just gonna say too. I was just gonna say like at the end of the day, NFL's a business, so right. it's just yeah. Yeah. Now speaking of like, businesses, I the argument but it is. Have you guys seen the thing about you know possibly being rigged because it's it's know. labeled entertainment now? Rigged. I will say that some games. Are, yeah, swayed. Yeah, swayed a little bit because, and my biggest argument, you know, I'll never be like, you know, oh, it's rigged. Some things might look a little bit fishy, but at the same time, coincidence is a thing. One game I will die on this hill that is rigged Super Bowl 50, the Sheriff's last game against the MVP Cam Newton. That game had to have been thrown by somebody. If no, okay. Look. The Broncos' defense was good. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Okay, the Panthers', really like, the Panthers offense was incredible but, but, that year. But the only thing is, like, who was on that? They had Cam Newton and Greg Olson. Okay, and look like how and look how Cam Newton played throughout that entire season. 
look at his demeanor, look at his, his athleticism, look at his effort, and then you look at that one single game, and he he's not even the same person. But, like, you watch that game, it's more so, like, to me, I remember watching him being like, okay, this is a Von Miller show. Then it was more so, like, Kim Newton not showing up. Like, I remember, like, he had, like, three sacks and, like, a – yeah, his O-line really like, I mean, saying, fumbled like, the bag like, there. That's what I'm saying. Like, It wasn't more so like Cam mission throws. It just felt like the Broncos were overwhelming Cam. Yeah, but, but I, it, mean, I, I, do, I do understand. Like, there's there's one. Like, I think it's the one where they, they stripped him. Yeah. And it went and they like, pulled off. Well, yeah. that one too. That's where I come in about the effort part. But right. the one where he's setting up in the pocket and he's looking for about eight years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude's setting up a tent back there, getting real comfortable and whatnot. And then they smack him. And I'm like, I mean, Cam Newton thought that season, he's not sitting back that long. I mean, the dude's the most, you know, he was running like crazy. Right. And I think they were like 15 and 1 at one yeah. point. They were like 16 and 1 going in. So, yeah. I mean, that, there's an argument there. And, you know, it's Peyton Manning, the sheriff, yeah, his last game. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really like saying this, but like, it also, I mean, the moment could have just been too much for him. For him. Yeah. I mean, you never know. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. That Broncos defense also, like, trashed Tom Brady the week before at mile high. And it was, like, it was <laughs> that bad. is true, like, yeah. I think Von Miller had, like, three sacks that game as well. Like, just absolutely just that was Yeah, up. that was, like, prime, prime Von Miller. Right. And they also He's had DeMarcus Ware on the other bit. side. That was yeah, a nasty yeah. defense. Yeah. Keep to leave all those guys. Anyway, so that's what I think. Whatever. Uh, moving on. I mean, overall, with the coaching conundrum, yep, there was, I think, seven total, which isn't a lot, per se. And this is whenever I checked. I, I – um, I last checked, there was a bunch. I mean, Chargers fired their offensive coordinator. Uh, and, you know, the, with the Chargers, everybody thinks, you know, when that when one person gets fired, the head coaching or other positions are, are up there for grabs. But, I mean, you know, according to sources, you know, the head coaching position at Chargers is fine. Which is well, crazy to me. I'd see, but, I mean, it's not crazy to me. Like, they've gone – They've had a winning record every but year. But also, like, you, they've made some, like, it's like a Twitter meme that's, like, if it's, like, fourth and one on their own, like, five, that like, let's go for it. Because analytically, like, we have the best chance. But obviously, like, in a football game, you don't really want to go on a fourth and one early in the game in your own territory. Like, that's, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a pretty aggressive guy when it right. comes to play calling. But, like, if it's that if it's really early in the game and I'm not at least on my, I'd say, 25, right. I'm probably not. Probably not. I'm probably putting it. But there's just like situations where like, okay, what are we doing? Like, you can tell like they're just solely going off analytics, and that's yeah. Well, take that out of the game a little bit. Well, whatever. Uh, the Vikings they fired their defensive coordinator Ed Donatell, which I mean, not really. I'm not shocked about that because the Vikings, you know, they were a pretty solid team. Their offense was pretty good. They had some weapons. Now they had some dull moments. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you look at it, and, you know, their offense was putting up points all season, but they were 11-0 and in one-score games. So, yeah, I mean, you have 11 one-score games. Uh, shouldn't really be that close whenever you've got – I mean, Kirk Cousins, he's not the best. He's not the worst. Uh, you've got one of the most prolific – is that a word? Prolific. My bad. <laughs> Jake, Jake knows. I Yeah, I knew that's how you said it, but I – I got tongue-tied. Hey, it's not in the morning, guys. Everybody relax. No, but Jake Matters knows. He knows very well that English is very hard for me. Um, anybody who knows me knows that English is hard. Uh, if you if you can't – yeah, I was lying about the academic weapon part. I'm not really – I get by. I get by. C's and D's get degrees. Uh, anyway, you got Justin Jefferson. 
<laughs> you get the you you know you get the gritty master and whatnot. Uh, you know, top. I don't really like that celebration because you've got about forty-five thousand little kids doing it now. Yeah. That's the only reason why. But whenever Jalen Hurts does it, it's the best celebration in the world. Oh my god! <laughs> the, the Vikings also traded for like T.J. Hawkinson mid-season, and he went like crazy. Yeah. And they have yeah. Dalvin like, Cook he, too. He went unreal like the second half of the season for them. So yeah, it's cool to see that. Um, but I mean, to to you know, defensive uh, credit, they had six games where you know. Well, actually, not to their credit, because all the other games were pretty bad, especially whenever you, you have one-score games. But they had six games allowing 30 or more points. Yeah, it's they were bad. 28th in points allowed and 31st in yards allowed. Okay. Uh, so, well, I mean, not my only thing is, yeah. But I think a stat that most like the casual fan won't see is that whenever you're throwing, like Justin Jefferson almost had like 2,000 yards this season, so like. The clock isn't really moving in those games because you're throwing it. So, like, the other team is bound to have more possession. So, like, they're naturally going to get more yards and points just because if yeah. you're throwing the ball, they're obviously – They really need to balance that out because they've got a right. pretty good running back right Dalvin there. Cook. So, I'm saying, yeah. like, that's why, like, a Titans will have a really good defense is because Derrick Henry's getting the ball 30 times a game. So, there's less, <laughs> yeah. there's less possession for the other uh, team to get yards and points yeah. with. So, I think looking at – Derrick Henry wasn't really that good this season. Uh, he, he had, like, like 1,200 yards. Which is like not great for him, but it's yeah. good for any other running back. I think he's still like top five. He was, yeah, he was like third. For <laughs> yeah. Derek, Derek Henry, that's you know the king should be higher up there when it comes to that. Um, so yeah, Vikings defense terrible, completely understandable. I mean, he's moved around a lot. He was at the Packers, Atlanta, Denver before, so we probably won't see him around. Jumping back on the Panthers though, real quick, you guys saw Matt Rolls. Uh, he's back at Nebraska. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, he'll be pretty good. He probably he'll probably stay there. Yep. Um, uh, Lovey Smith, that you know, he went out with a bang though. Oh, he, I mean, he yeah, he he with his uh, head held high whenever yep. he went for two and gave away the first round pick to Big Drake's team, the Indianapolis Colts, who <laughs> also fired their their coach early on. It was replaced by Jeff Saturday. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I bet they were probably like, I bet he probably saw, and he's like, hey, I mean, uh, why not? But, but he probably should have said, I'm not going to do that because nothing really changed. Did you see uh, after they did it, Joe Thomas, he played uh, tackle for the Browns forever. Yeah. He was like on some NFL show and was talking about just how disrespectful it was to like the entire league that the, Jeff Saturday the had a head coach worst part <laughs> about that whole situation is I think in that press conference where they announced him they were getting a lot of backlash they're like okay Jeff Saturday is a Colts legend which it's true like he's one of the best Colts players of all time yeah. but Reggie Wayne was the receivers coach at that time and he's just as big as a Colt uh, of a Colts legend yeah. so like why wouldn't you give him the I would say maybe uh, like I'm just saying, like, like Reggie, I love Olima, but like maybe more just because he was like a skill position, like right. But you I'm know saying, saying, like Reggie like, Wayne was already in, on staff, so you might as well give that guy nah, a shot. I agree. You know? Yeah, so that's just crazy to me. Yeah. So you know that's a interesting, interesting thing going on with the coaching stuff. We'll see how that goes. Um, moving on to divisional. Hmm. There's not much to say. Like we can talk about the Eagles because they're your team, but like. There's really not much to say about the game. Y'all just dominated. I mean, re- like statistically area, yeah. going in, we were bound to win. Yeah, like yeah, y'all dominated. I'm looking on ranking, clear. but like I think that was more more than a t- statistical game. Be- that was a good game for y'all. That was like kind of like confidence. that. That was, was confidence booster. I mean, I don't want 
I don't want to talk about it a lot. One, because everybody's like, oh, dude's biased. I'm like, yes, I am. But I'm not at the same time because I understand, you know, I'm a, I'm a real person. I know about other teams and how good they are. But when my thing is when people say, oh, it's just the Giants. No, that was a big game for you guys. Because you guys went through that stretch where Jalen got hurt and Gardner Minshew kind of got fixed and it was just kind of like off. And then you guys are on track now. Which is to be fair, I, I want to say Gardner's first game was incredible. Lost, not his fault. Not his yeah. fault. Put up like yeah. 30 Nobody's he blaming put up him. Like 30 yeah. points. Nobody's blaming him. Now, I will say their very last play when we were kind of marching down the field a little bit and you yeah. got a chance to get in field goal range. You could see him in the pocket kind of, you know, really, really lose it there uh, when he gets that pressure on him. And a lot of that happened, you know, that next week when he lost. And that was that was just an awful game. He had like four turnovers that game or something. Yeah, right? just it was, a it was pretty bad. terrible yeah, game. Was, All around defense. Yeah, defense didn't even play good, which adds to my point that I'll – another hill I'll die on, which I know it probably won't happen. I mean, when you've got Patrick Mahomes and we'll get on uh, – we'll get on how – <laughs> we'll get on how incredible of a season he's had and a career he's had. Uh, so he's probably going to win MVP. Probably, yeah. That's if if Jalen was healthy and played those last three, four games, probably goes to Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but it's hard to argue statistically. There's yeah. really nothing you could say. It's like Aaron Rodgers past two right. years whenever he won. It's right. like the dude's not really doing much. But And he also had the story that he lost Tyreek Hill and is having a better season than he ever really did <laughs> with Tyreek. So. Yeah, but for my argument, Jalen Hurts is – you know, stats-wise, Patrick Mahomes is there. Yeah. He's very valuable when he wants to put up stats. And, right. you know, his team's doing good. I'm not putting that up. But most valuable to his team? I don't know. If you put, like... You, you, put, s- you saw those two weeks whenever we didn't have Jalen Hurts, my, that he is that guy. Okay, but if you put Jalen Hurts on the Chiefs or versus you put Patrick Mahomes on the Eagles, I think... Both I, of them are going to excel. I, Mahomes <laughs> still do better. Mahomes I'm with sorry. A.J. Brown is scary. And what Dallas a, Goddard. I mean, well, that's Jalen Hurts with AJ Brown isn't scary. No, I'm saying like Jalen Hurts. Okay, but Jalen Hurts at all isn't scary. I mean, you've got you've got two. Jace, name a receiver on the Chiefs, right. not Travis Kelsey. Marquez Valdez. Yes, Juju Smith. Okay, but at the same, I mean, that's not. <laughs> I'm not doing that. He's a great player. I mean, Jalen Hurts has had a fantastic year. We're just saying he's, he's had a. Yeah, oh, no, I know, better. but Story I'm talking wise. about valuable wise. Okay, he's got he's got a great roster around him. Yeah. Okay. Turn it around pretty quick. But you put Gardner Minshew yeah. with a great roster, what happens? You lose two straight. I agree. I'd like to see I would have loved Jalen win MVP this year. Yeah, and you even look at the 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 change, not even for like an offense that Jalen has, but the opponent's defense. It opens up their off, like our offense or their offense. I don't suit up for them, as my old head coach would say. Um, it, it just puts every defense on the toes. One run game, boom. Option: Who are you going to choose? Because you got Gardner Minshew back there. I'll tell you what, he's not running the ball. The Chiefs traded Tyreek. Right. Literally didn't lose a step. Even with that team, still, if you just plug in like a, if you put Derek, Carr, he goes ninety-eight, saying, ninety-nine yards and, and they scores. Also got running back, who's a problem, like Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco. But like, I mean, he's not necessarily like the fastest or strongest guy, but he just runs crazy. Did you hard. see the throws that before he got hurt and went out for a little bit? Did you see like first quarter the throws? Yeah, was making. Yeah, he was literally like squared. Yeah, great, great effort on uh, when he came back. High ankle sprain he's got now. He'll probably he'll be all right. Just wrap it up. They should have put a little bit he more. He doesn't run that much. 
but, yeah, but, that's but he also well okay he doesn't run that much but he scrambles a lot he gets out of the pocket a lot we'll see how the uh Bengals d-line their pressure looks pretty good so we'll see how that kind of yeah they look good man. um that's really it i mean they the giants just got absolutely yeah. demolished uh i mean i kind of like everybody was like yeah, we kind of saw that coming yeah so i mean that's all i got to say about that game what well, not because you know that's all i got to say about the giants now, Cowboys in San Francisco. Oh, this one hurt. Uh, you know, I was watching this game, and I was like, I was thinking, you know, Eagles are going to face whoever wins. And I was like, we beat Dallas before with Dak, yep. but they had Cooper Rush. And then whenever Dak was healthy, our backup stayed right, you know, right beside him. Good morning, football. Kyle Brandt. His yeah, rant? Touring, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm a lifelong Cowboys fan. And that yeah, really sorry hurt. about that. We were, uh, it's not my fault. <laughs> the defense showed up uh, that first half. I think going in the half was like ten to ten. Or uh, whenever, whenever Lawrence just put the smack down. Yeah. On and Brock Purdy, I was like, okay. And then we also had to overcome probably the craziest like kicker jitters I've ever seen. Like when we didn't. Oh, uh, all eyes are on him. The Did you see uh, pregame? Yeah. He's, he's warming up right there beside Purdy, like in yeah. the way, and they're all and talking smack. On the one they blocked, they actually did like a. They showed the field angle of it, and it was shanked. So it was kind of better. For him. Yeah, like that first like <laughs> yeah, so the, or PAT. Yeah, like, I mean it, was, it came off low drive to the left, and they blocked it. So. That's nuts though, because he's been like good. oh he's been money. He's been good absolutely for, that for the that Cowboys one game. Uh, missing 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 yeah. all those. That's that's gonna haunt him for the rest yeah, of his life. Do you think he gets cut? Oh, 100%. There's I was going to say. There's, what, like, kickers got a short string. Whenever you miss one, Robbie Gould, the 49ers kicker, they showed a stat. He was like. 49 for 49 in the postseason yeah. in his career as far as, like, field goals and extra points. And he really, and he really came in clutch because you look at, uh, I mean, a 19-12 to 12 win. It's only one. T- yeah, one yeah, touchdown. W- both teams only scored one touchdown. Uh, 49ers just beat them with field goals. That was a really good football game. The quarterback play was really out of it, so you don't really have – I mean, Dak didn't really come to play, and Brock Purdy wasn't really doing too much. It was more so just, like, George Kittle had that crazy catch where he, like, bobbled it and one hand. Uh Christian got I was talking out. about this. Big Drake's not here, but I gave a little sneak peek of what I think. Of. That's not a – okay, Kittle's a good tight end. Right. I'll give him that. That's not a him play, though. Oh, no, no. That's that's No, but I'm saying it's it's a good – you want to see he, players make plays like that. If, yeah, I mean, if that was Goddard, I mean, he's snagging that one hand right there. That's a tough ball. Uh, like it's so much yeah, better than yeah. that. That's a tough Okay, but – okay. <laughs> Okay, look at it this way. Look at it, look at it, look at it at this point. That's a great concentration and focus. Right. Yeah, you know, that's what you right. want out of a tight end or receiver. Okay, I give him that. Congratulations. But you've also got the defensive side of the most overrated defensive player on the Who? Cowboys team, Diggs. Completely overrated. He's trash. He's terrible. I don't like him. He's not that good. He's, okay, he's, he gets a bunch of picks, but, I mean, anybody can burn him. I could probably run a route on him. Anyway. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, all right. Back to my point about this catch. You've got, you've got Diggs, okay, Right. He's got the best angle you could possibly take to stop that play from happening. But instead of playing the ball, he tries to play this giant of a man, Kittle, and tries to make a big hit. But I think you saw it throughout the game. Even that holding call that they got, like, uh, I forgot his name, but, like, Donovan Wilson, the other mm-hmm. like, the safety for the Cowboys. Like, I mean, he's he's I mean, he's a pretty stocky dude. He's probably, like, 5'10", 6 foot, probably 2'10". Yeah. And Kittle is just too much. Like, he has to hold him just because Kittle's, I mean, he's... Yeah, five, but, I mean, you've, six, got, six, you've got Kittle, like, extended arms bobbling this ball around. You can either swat those arms or take it... Okay, they had a defensive lineman trying to guard him. Like, yeah. You look you look at that play, number 90-something is running after him. Did you see um, Riyadh? I want to know 
since we're at this like Cowboys kind right. of discussion. Yeah. Did you see Fred Warner unreal. Run step on for step with CD Lamb, Lamb that on that scene? Thing, that was uh, unbelievable. He's unreal. And I saw people on Twitter saying that in the modern game, every linebacker should do that. They should watch that game. Like Fred Warner is a freak. Like sideline yes. to sideline, just freak. blowing things up. Yeah, I mean, uh, Prescott played his usual self. And, that was terrible. You know, through. And I think I saw one thing I saw that was interesting about it. I saw um, Michael Irvin talking about it, and he was saying like, it that really did come back to bite y'all. But it was like kind of one of those things earlier in the year. All the Cowboys fans were just kind of like, oh whatever, because y'all were still putting up like thirty something points a right. game. Yeah. Like so, it was like, oh, the interceptions don't matter. Like yeah, but oh, we also they matter. we lost Tony Pollard the first quarter of that game, and that hurt because we were moving the ball able to run. With yeah. Tony Pollard yeah. in the game. Yeah, it looked like we were gonna win that you've game. You've got great Ezekiel Elliott, you know, you know sitting back he there. Got hurt, they started doing like jet sweeps to CD Lamb to kind of compensate, and I was like, okay, this is yeah, this is the start of the end. Yeah, I mean, when you've got, uh, I mean, when you've got two running backs that don't get over thirty yards, and yeah, you know, so. except for Pollard, you know, except for Pollard, he got hurt, whatever. But is he Elliott supposed to be that guy? Anyway, terrible game for Dallas, but not a surprising game for Dallas. Yeah. Everybody expected. 49ers look good though. Yeah, they look like a their defense. They're, they're going to be. Saying. They're going to be something to. I, I'm excited to see their defense against. I think. The, I'm excited to see our defense against Purdy. I'm, I'm excited to see the game because it's two teams that <laughs> have like an edge. To I them. saw. Like, you, I forget that's who. Just good football. Oh, it was on Pat McAfee's show, Boston Connor. He was talking, but I agree. Like this year is one of the years more than anything where like it seems like these four teams that are left are like by far. The best team. Oh, 100%. Like, there's oh, not yeah. Like a guy, there's not a team that just kind of scraped by. And this is the cream of the crop. Yeah. Right. This is the best of the best going against each other. And I, I'm, ex- I'm, I'm nervous, one, as an Eagles fan, but I, I cannot <laughs> wait. And I'm glad some of those teams fizzled out. Like, the Dolphins started off, like, 6-0. and oh, but you Yeah. Tell, like, yeah. Hey. Also, the Bills, like, it was like, uh, Hey, you're going to know. Poser just get called out. Are yeah, we going to say, like, you have a team are we going to say picks Bowl. for Super Bowl? Who do you think's going? Let's, Let's uh, make, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah All right, yeah. Jake Matters, since you brought it up, go ahead. Who do you got? Um, I don't know. Personally, AFC, by far, I'm going Bengals. That's like, I think. Are you taking the close game? Or like Joe, Burrow, Joe Burrow. Hey, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow versus Patrick Mahomes. Like, Bengals versus Chiefs. Since he's been in the league, they're 3-0. Yeah. Three three and three and yeah. yeah. And yeah. they beat them last year. And also Patrick yeah. Mahomes isn't healthy. Yeah, and Patrick Mahomes isn't healthy. Yeah. Uh, NFC, this uh, is uh, one I really could see going either do. way. I'm, Don't do I it. I would go 49ers Don't just because. Don't do it. That defense is insane. Don't do it to me. Our defense is insane. If if the 49ers can put like 21 or like more than 20 points on the board, like they uh, might win. Well. I think in any game they play. All right, so Jake Matters is 49ers and Bengals. I'm going with the, I I I'm going Bengals out of the AFC. I, I think that'll be close. I think the 49ers game could get out of hand. It boils down to Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey. Absolutely. If the first half, the 49ers are able to run the ball. Eagles should just pack it in. But if the Eagles can stop them up front and force Brock Purdy <laughs> to throw on their pretty good secondary, I mean, Eagles probably might win that game. Look at what the Cowboys' defensive line. So you've got who do you got? Micah Parsons, uh, Demarcus Lawrence, George yeah, Armstrong. Okay. We got guys. Who's your Who's your picks? I think mean? I interrupted you. I, didn't, I wasn't really oh, listening. So I was going Bengals out of the AFC. Okay. And I think probably Niners out of the NFC. Yeah. yeah. But it's solely dependent on if the Niners can run the ball. Okay. More so Brock Purdy, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you force Brock Purdy to beat you, I think the Eagles the, have enough to but beat. But the thing the is, Niners. though, also, like, Brock Purdy's one of those guys, like, 
he's not really going to turn the ball over. Oh, yeah, yeah he's like so. a perfect Oh, yeah. He's what Dak Prescott should be a game manager. Yeah, and we'll get uh, we'll get more into that Thursday cuz we're Imagine if D- Dak was a game manager. Okay. Um well, might be a hair bit of bias in it, but I've got Philly versus Mahomes. Uh, cuz I think I don't know. Okay, first of all, like you said, it depends on Purdy's play, but I mean, you look at you know, he was pressured a lot. And he just got, you know, their defense let, you know, Kelsey and them run free, okay? Uh, they weren't really large bombs he was throwing. Eagles are number one in defense against intermediate passes, which is kind of what they uh, survived on, 49ers did. And then Jalen Hurts, if he plays the way he did and the way we just get rolling, I mean, you got Hassan Reddick going oh, against yeah, that, that right tackle that they had to replace, or left tackle, I believe. So that's going to be a good matchup, and then our D line is just already stout. Anyway, anyone, anyone for the 49ers, anyone you put on Trent Williams though is just getting oh, locked down. It's literally yeah, well. non-factor <laughs> the entire game. Yeah, well, yeah, and you see how that went. Um, so, and then Mahomes, I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm kind of leaning towards Bengals one because Joe Shiesty, if he gets hot, he gets hot. Uh. I'm a, I might switch to Bengals. Nobody's they got. Just, they just seem like a team that in the playoffs now. Yeah. And here's another thing: the Bengals can really run the ball. I think they had like 115 against. Joe, no, they had like 100. Joe Mixon alone had 117, right, so and then P. Ryan had a good bit of rushing yards, so and 30 receiving. They had like 200 yards rushing against the Bills, which is I mean that's pretty big time. So. But like the Bills, whoa! I, I mean, at home in the still in the NFL in the NFL, few rush. For like 200 yards. Yeah, it's game over. Like, uh, they, I mean, you got shut. Th- I mean, they only had 63 okay, yards rushing that people game. People are trashing Josh Allen. I don't think they had like 40 rushing yards as a team, and made Josh Allen throw like 46 times. So it's like, how can he? Uh, yeah, he did have. He, yeah, he had 262 yards passing. But like, but how can you attempt that many passes in the snow? They just stopped. They like just stopped. Well, I mean, Joe Shiesty had 240 yeah, with but, two touchdowns and no interceptions. So. He also had a mm, yeah, they they really. So I'm saying like, how can you expect Josh Mahomes to just go out there in this like blizzard snow yeah. and throw 50 times a game? Like that's not going to work. I mean, it, it happens. And Diggs gets mad and goes on Twitter and stuff. But it's like you're expecting him yeah, to go for 400 him yards running in out yeah of uh, the stadium. Yeah, I mean, whatever. He's, he's trying to Buffalo Buffalo also had uh, like six more penalties than Cincinnati did. They had eight penalties the entire game. Cincinnati only had two. I think Josh Allen is getting a little too much hate. No, yeah. I mean, I'm a I don't. I don't like. I like. I like Josh Allen, but I don't like how every time he scores, like every game, he like gets in a fight with someone. Uh, and yeah. tries to like he scored yeah. that. Like, oh, he's he an instigator. And then tried to like get someone's face. <laughs> he's an like, instigator. But because he did the same thing in the Miami game. I think you want to see a little bit of that, but at some point it does kind of get corny. Yeah, like you kind of want to have a quarterback who's kind of like when you when you QB sneak right there, like yeah, yeah, what's the point? Yeah, 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 and that feels like you know forty, fifty yards. Do all you want, but I mean, get a little greedy. Yeah, do what you need to. (laughs) Josh Allen, greedy. (laughs) Um, wrapping it up. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, this will be available. Uh, yeah, quick little shout outs to one. We've got a Twitter account now. It's at unbearable underscore pod. You know, unbearable, uh, you know, capital U. I don't know if it has to be capitalized, whatever. And we're on pot, uh, Spotify and, Spotify. yeah, Spotify and Apple Podcast. We're on those. And there's like one more. Um, 
if you've on my on the Twitter, there's a link in the bio for our public site that'll take you to Spotify or it'll take you to Apple Music or wherever our podcast is available. Uh, go get that a look, guys. You got anything else to say? Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Exhilarating commentary. We'll catch you guys next time.